Chapter Seven of *The Wishing Horse of Oz* by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Beth Thomas. Chapter Seven. What Wizard? At first, everything seemed as usual. Then, turning to ask the Tin Woodman a question, Dorothy was annoyed to discover that his chair was pushed back and he was nowhere in sight. Oh, he's probably helping the wizard," decided Dorothy and had no sooner come to this comforting conclusion before she gave a second start of alarm. Glinda, the good sorceress, was no longer in her seat at the foot of the table, and, running her eye hurriedly down the glittering board, Dorothy saw five more empty places. Pressing a finger to her forehead, Dorothy tried to remember who had been sitting in the five deserted chairs. Surely Joe King and Queen Hyacinth had been there, between Betsy Bobbin and Trot while Prince Philidor, Queen Orin, and King Cheriobed had been directly opposite. "'Good Gillikins!' gasped the little girl, jumping quickly to her feet. "'The rulers of all four Oz countries are gone, and High Boy's gone too!' And strangely enough, nobody seemed to have missed them. Instead, they were listening with broad smiles and appreciatively tapping toes to the loud and hilarious singing of the patchwork girl. Scraps, thinking it a shame to let a mere change of whiskers spoil a good party, was enlivening the company with her newest and most comical rhymes. So loud was her voice, and the applause of the banqueters, Dorothy found it impossible to make herself heard. So, running around to the back of the scarecrow's chair, she tugged him anxiously by the arm. "'Scarecrow! Scarecrow!' whispered Dorothy hoarsely. "'Where are the four rulers of Oz, and whatever can be keeping the wizard so long?' Tearing his gaze reluctantly from the patchwork girl, the scarecrow looked dreamily over his shoulder. "'What wizard?' he inquired blankly. "'The wizard! Our wizard! The wonderful wizard of Oz!' Dorothy stamped her foot and almost shouted with surprise and vexation. "'Never heard of him,' declared the scarecrow, smiling blandly down at her. "'Now, why not sit quietly down and listen to Scraps? She's never been funnier! Ha ha ha! Never funnier!' Dorothy was so stunned and dumbfounded by the scarecrow's statement about the wizard, she opened and closed her mouth several times without saying anything. "'Mercy! I'd better tell Ozma about this!' she thought distractedly, and swinging round abruptly, she scurried along back of the diners till she came to the head of the table. "'Oh, Ozma!' panted the little girl breathlessly, then stopped short. There was no one in Ozma's great dragon-armed chair of state." The Yellow Knight and Prince Pompadour, who for the last course were in the seats of honour beside the little queen, leaned unconcernedly across her empty place, engaged in a long, earnest argument about horses. They looked up in surprise as Dorothy, her crown by this time very much on the side, bounced suddenly between them. "'Where's Ozma?' demanded the little girl, thumping her fist sharply on the table. "'Ozma?' The Yellow Knight and Prince Pompa exchanged an uneasy glance. "'Who is Ozma?' asked Prince Pompadour curiously. "'Oh, oh, I think you all are perfectly horrid! Stop joking! Stop teasing me!' cried Dorothy, and as both princes in frank amazement jumped up to try to comfort her, she rushed angrily from the room. As she fled along the green corridor, she could still hear scraps singing and the shouts and cheers of her listeners. "'This is terrible! Terrible!' wailed Dorothy, and running blindly down the long hall, she burst through the swinging doors of the wizard's laboratory. What she had expected to find, Dorothy hardly knew. Really, she was hoping to see Ozma and the four other rulers grouped around the wizard's green table. 
but only a blank, suffocating silence answered her frantic call for the wizard. Frightened into silence herself, Dorothy tiptoed from one end to the other of the long, curiously appointed apartment, peering into cupboards, under sofas, and back of screens. Where was the red gin? Where was the little wizard of Oz? Not here, certainly. Not in the banquet hall. But the throne room! There she would find all of her missing friends conferring with Ozma over the threatened danger to the realm. With a little gasp of relief, she darted across the corridor into the vast and magnificent Hall of Justice, where Ozma received visitors, settled disputes, and carried on all the important business of governing. They were not in the sumptuous presence chamber, but at least the throne was not empty. No, no indeed. Dorothy looked once, rubbed her eyes, looked again, and then, giving a shrill scream of terror, flung both arms around one of the emerald-studded pillars. An immense white horse was sitting on the throne of Oz. A great fat king was sitting on the horse, or rather, clinging desperately to his neck. Dorothy knew he was a king by the crown perched ridiculously on the side of his head. That crown seemed oddly familiar, and after another horrified glance, Dorothy screamed again, for it was the splendid emerald circlet belonging to Ozma of Oz. Her screams seemed to rouse the two occupants of the throne, who, to be perfectly frank, looked as dazed and stupefied as Dorothy herself. "'Go away!' sputtered the fat king, waving his arms irritably. "'Go away, little girl, and don't bother me!' "'And kindly bow as you leave,' directed the white horse, lifting one foot sternly. "'You are looking at the Emperor of Oz and his imperial charger!' Bowing more from astonishment than intention, Dorothy backed a few steps, then turned around and ran madly towards the royal banquet hall. End of chapter 7